You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. Are you thinking about digital dentistry or have you already made the jump and you're wondering, is there a framework for this? Today, I bring on one of my friends, Dr. Darren Becker, who's actually one of my favorite people of all time. And he talks about a three-step process for adopting digital dentistry. It is awesome. So please listen to this. I hope you enjoy it. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. I love this because I get to hang out with some of my favorite people in all of dentistry and we get to learn from them and pass it along to you to help you create a better practice and a better life. And today I have one of my favorite of all time, not only in dentistry, but personally, I love hanging out with this guy. We often joke that if we lived next to each other, it wouldn't be a good idea. It'd probably be bad for both, both of us. Dr. Darren Becker, and we're going to be talking about some of the things that you don't think about in the digital dentistry evolution. So Darren, thanks for being on brother. I appreciate you as always. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yeah. I'm, we're joking, but not joking. Like we don't get together enough and you've often, you, you know, brought me to some of the greatest CE experiences, dining experiences of all time. You took me to a restaurant in the back end of a, an apartment complex somewhere in Atlanta. And I thought, we were going to a basement somewhere and it was one of the greatest meals I've ever had in my entire life. So if you guys ever want to have a great meal and a great time and a great CE experience, hang out with Dr. Darren Becker. So thanks for being on. I always appreciate it. And I want to start here too, because I could tell stories about you forever, but I want people to know who you are before we get into this whole digital dentistry conversation. So who's Dr. Darren Becker? What do you do? Might be more fun if you told stories about me. Uh, so I'm a private practicing dentist in Atlanta, Georgia. I have a fee-for-service practice. I, um, I, my practice is where it is today, thanks directly to the work I did with Act Dental back in 2000, and I forget what it was now, oh, maybe 08 or 09, something, um, and got us straight from a business standpoint. We learned to get some systems in place. Um, my practice is mostly adult restorative dentistry. Uh, we do, um, you know, general dentistry. I don't do root canals and I don't do that kind of thing, but I do a lot of, 
um, a lot of restorative dentistry, a lot of implant uh, dentistry and um, aesthetic dentistry. But my practice has moved in a direction of doing mostly digital um, stuff because that's, well, it's my, my, my bachelor's degree actually is in computer science. So sort of a natural, I, I graduated from American International College in Springfield, Massachusetts with a degree in computer science. I was a programmer and, uh, but that didn't work for me. So I, I went on to dental school anyway. Uh, so the digital thing is a natural and uh, I really enjoy it. It's fun. And what we've tried to do is, uh, well, I should also back up my, my grounding in dentistry my 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 learning in dentistry uh, came from the time I spent at the Panky Institute down in Florida. So I went through all of their courses. Um, back then they were the C's. Um, so C1, continuum one, two, two E, three, four, five, six. Uh, went through all those courses and then later uh, was asked to come back on as a visiting faculty member. And that's where I do a lot of my my CE teaching and and learning. Um, but that meant I had a really good grounding in uh, occlusion, in restorative dentistry, and in aesthetic dentistry. Uh, so I had to then take those pieces and that knowledge of those principles and start to figure out how to how to work those into my like desire to want to do them in the digital world. And actually, it, so it started with my lab. So I was working with, I still am working with CMR Dental Lab in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Yeah. Uh, Matt Roberts, who I think maybe you've had Matt on this uh, podcast before. Absolutely. Um, Matt uh, was a leader, a pioneer in the in the digital space and in, in the lab world. Um, in fact, when I went to visit the lab uh, in Idaho many years ago, it's like walking into an Apple store. It doesn't look like a dental lab. There's no stone anywhere. There's no dust. It's it's like an Apple store. Uh, you know, if you've ever been to an Apple store, that's what the lab is like. And they have, you know, all the technology. And so they're doing this very high-end, very aesthetic, very, you know, uh, uh, um, functionally based dentistry, but they're doing it all digital, 100%. So they were designing things and, that was the beginning of my evolution with that. And, you know, fast forward, now we're designing in the office. I still use CMR and they still design all of my big cases. But if I have like, I just had a guy who lost a tooth and we got to do a three tooth bridge. I just did the design on my software. I printed a model on my 3D printer and we're ready to go. It's it's amazing. Um, we're designing bite splints. We do a lot of bite splint therapy in our practice. So we're designing and printing the splints. Um, for for ability to just show patients like what's possible uh we're you know we're doing lots of design and trial smiles where we can just put it right over their their existing teeth to just preview it so that's kind of what we're doing um in the office and um out you out you i went into that because that's where my head is because i just came from my office but um you asked me who is darren becker uh i grew up in miami florida um, a, a, a saltwater fly fisherman is kind of my passion. Uh, I was actually just down in Florida last week and got to go fishing with my dad and we caught a couple of fish. That was great. Anyway, um, then uh, I love, this is the other one as um, I'm a huge Florida Gator fan. I know that that turns some people off, <laughs> but I say, who cares? Uh, and right now the Gators are not, we're not at our peak in football, but 
we're in the college world series. We just won again. We're, we're up two games. So, uh, looking good there. And, um, so I'm still yeah. a gator. I'm still a, a rabid gator. And, um, yeah, I got a wife. I got two kids. My oldest daughter, Allie is 18. She just graduated high school. She's going to be going to Rollins college in winter park, Florida. We're excited for her. And my youngest daughter is 15 and she, well, almost 15 and she'll be starting high school in the fall. And that's pretty much who we are. That's awesome. That's all. Yeah. You just got back from Panky's Masters Week. Where yeah, Panky Masters Week. John Cranham and uh, Jerry Sheesh and a lot of the greats. Just give us a little snippet on that. How was that? Well, it was probably the best uh, four days of CE that I've had in a long time. Wow. Uh, small group learning. So there was like 15 of us. Um, mostly Panky faculty in the participant group. And um, Dr. Lee Brady, who's our who's our uh, chairman of education and CEO, she brought in Jerry Cheesh, um, John Cranham, and uh, Jonathan Esquivel. And the three of them, plus Lee, put on just, it was just the top of the top of the top stuff that's like out there and the most cutting edge and the most up to date. And, um, you know, it's, you know, when you leave, when you leave a meeting like that and, and you, you know, your brain is going, whoa, whoa, whoa. and I've got notes and notes and notes. And I mean, I'm still trying to compile my notes, um, because of all the information, but, you know, not just, it wasn't just show and tell it was show tell and then conversation because it's a yeah. small group learning. So we're sitting here having conversation and then we go to lunch with, with, with the, you know, instructors and then we have dinner with them and then we sit out in the one club in the lounge at Panky and have wine and drinks afterwards and playing guitar and everybody's shooting the shit. Jerry Cheesh can still jam on the guitar, by the way. Oh, he can, huh? He says, he says, I don't play anymore. And then he picked up the guitar and he just started wailing. It was great. That's um, awesome. so it was just, it, and you know, good friends in the group, but, uh, really really good good program things right now um uh with with the courses at panky are just on fire it's really it's really great um the, the problem we're having now is everything's sold out you, you know people want to go and they can't get in for a year <laughs> right um it's a good problem to have it is a very good problem to have and uh we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff but i want you to read the quote from Pete Dawson. That's going to be kind of the cornerstone for what we're going to talk about today. Read that. I'm going to, I'm going to read it so I don't mess it up. Mm -hmm. Pete Dawson said in 2005, he said, digital dentistry in the absence of sound occlusal aesthetic and restorative principles will only allow a dentist to screw up mouths even faster. To me, that's everything because everybody's jumping on the digital thing and um, he's right. Uh, the same way you could screw up a mouth if you didn't pay attention to sound occlusal principles or, or good, you know, good biologic principles with your margin design and, and, and good restorative principles with your prep design and good, good aesthetic principles. All, if you didn't do that in the analog world, you're going to screw things up. Well, digital makes it seem so easy and fast and quick and whatever. But if you don't keep those things in mind, or if you don't understand how to, how to use the, the software tools, the way we use, let's say an articulator. Right. Um, and, and, and this is something, so John Cranham and I, 
um, when we talk about this in a minute, but but we talked about this two years ago. We we're talking about how do we how do we do this so that we're not skipping steps, so that we're not missing something. And as it turns out, thanks to brilliant people like Lee Culp, um, that we can actually do it maybe better in the digital world than we even could in the analog world. But then the other side of that is at some point you got to make it analog. You got to you know, right. it's got to deal with a real person. So then how do you then get the digital stuff into the real world is kind of the rest of the story. So, yeah. um, uh, and I want to, I have a huge shout out to John Cranham because that, that quote I heard from him first, I did not hear Pete Dawson say it. Um, John told me that Pete said that and gave me a slide of, of Pete's with that, with that, uh, thing. So I want to give, give John credit for that. Right. Quote. <laughs> well, and let's face it. I mean, digital is very sexy. It's very, wow. It's very, you know, it, it's very bright, a lot of shiny objects and a lot so, of blinking lights, a <laughs> lot of blinking lights. It's hard to ignore all of this. And, um, so let's talk about, so I get it. And what do we do about it? You know, so right. where do I start? Yeah. So, um, you know, for most people, the start is a an intraoral scanner. And we've had conversations about this on the podcast before. Um, you know, there's lots of scanners out there. I'm not here to tell you which is the right one. I happen to use iTero. I love my iTero. Um, I have two of them actually. And, um, uh, you know, we use it for everything. We, we do wellness scans and hygiene. Once a year, we scan every patient, uh, kind of opposite of having radiographs made. Um, and it's a great way to monitor for changes. And it's incredible because you put a picture up or you put the screen up for, in front of a patient and it'll, they call it, um, I think it's called time-lapse. Anyway, uh, it'll flash between like two years ago scan and the new scan and they can see the change. They can see the shifting of the teeth or the wearing down of the teeth or the gum recession. It's right in their face. You don't even have to say anything. They'll go, oh, what, what's, what happened right. there? And then you can have the conversation. So that's just a brilliant tool. Um, uh, and I'm sure the other scanners have similar, uh, similar features. Uh, the, you know, the point of it is replacing the gooey mold stuff with the digital scan. Um, and what I love about it, first of all, go back to some of my old, um, my old webinars that we did during COVID. Um, you know, if you aren't doing digital dentistry, but you're sending your restorative dentistry to the lab, you're doing digital dentistry, you're just not aware of it. Because right. every lab, unless you have a little guy sitting in your office, is doing it digital. So if you send them an impression or a model, the first thing they do is they scan it. So right. you're already at a disadvantage because now it's a copy of a copy, right? So you've introduced some errors because that impression material distorts. Right. It, it shrinks or it swells or whatever it does. And then the stone has a dimensional change as it sets. And so, so it's already a disadvantage there. And even though uh, there's studies that show that the accuracy of the scan may not be quite as definitive as the accuracy of a reversible hydrocolloid impression. First of all, no one's taking reversible hydrocolloid impressions. Don't, <laughs> no one is. And then secondly, those distortion features that, that to me, when you introduce the distortion, it just changes everything. Look, here's what I know. When we started scanning, just, just routine crown and bridge, we started scanning. Our time to deliver a restoration was cut in half. 
without changing anything else. So same right. lab, same material of restorative material. So that to me was huge. Um, so scanning is where you start. And and lots of people are scanning now that and every company on the planet's making a scanner and they're all good. Right. You just got to find the one that works for you. Uh, this is shameless plug. And I should admit I'm a KOL for Invisalign and, and um, Itero. But um, if you're doing Invisalign, it makes sense to have the Itero scanner because they've got it all integrated. Right. So that's easy. If you're not doing Invisalign, then it kind of doesn't matter. Um, pick a scanner you like, because they're all great. They all work. And some of them have this better than that better. One is a smaller scanner. One is a faster scanner, whatever. Um, I mean, I can scan a full arch, a full mouth in five minutes. So it, it's not, doesn't take any longer. It's, you know, um, beyond the scanning technology, that's where then you get into design. And it's whatever you want to design. It might just be a model to make a whitening tray. So we don't take impressions for whitening trays. By the way, patients hate impressions. That's if there's any what? other reason. I know. If there's any other reason to go to a digital scanner, it's just patients hate gooey goop in their mouth. They just right. do. So, okay. Uh, but you have to, you can't just like scan and get a whitening tray. You have, there's an intermediate step of, making a model and so even that requires some design some software some some way of taking that scan and turning it into a model that you can then either mill or print today i would say mostly it's printing um there's still you can still get milled models but 3d printing is pretty much taking over that world um, especially in your office in a big lab, or if you're sending it to a commercial lab, they may be using a, a, a mill still for, for models. Um, but so, so learning how to do that, it's not hard. It's just, you got to learn the steps. Um, right. John Cranham talks about buttonology. Buttonology, I think that's his word. Um, you got to learn the buttonology. What keystrokes to hit to get it to do what you want. Um, but then you can do things like do a wax up. Uh, we're going to change somebody's mouth. We're fixing some broken teeth. We're adding teeth that are missing. We're doing a smile makeover. What, whatever it is we're doing, the same way we would wax up on a set of models in the in the past, in the analog world, we can do all that in the digital world. And um, we can do it on a virtual articulator that mimics all the functionality that we would get from a regular articulator. But what's really cool because it's digital, the one thing we couldn't do on a regular articulator is you can't put a photograph, you can't put the patient's face on the articulator. So even if you have a face bow uh, or a, a, a facial, um, what do you call it, a facial uh, plane analyzer, you, you still don't have their face on the articulator. Well, in the digital world, you can import their photograph. You can right. import a CBCT of their head and you can mount that model on that digital articulator, I think maybe more accurately than we could with traditional face bows and, and DFAs um, in, in the analog world. I mean, it's really crazy how yeah. well we can do that. And, and then in terms of like recording bites. So we talked about occlusion, you know, understanding, you know, we make such a big deal about, how, you know, getting a proper mounting in a seated condylar position or a centric relation position, right. you know, how do we do that in the digital world? I think it's actually easier right. um, to do that. So using all the same tools, leaf gauges and 
anterior bite stops and all the things that we've always used to help us get those, those bite records. So, um, you know, it's, that's, that's where we're at and it's pretty cool and it's fun. Yeah. It's awesome. Now I want you to speak about this because you're just getting me more and more excited about doing digital dentistry and stepping all the way into it. And we talked about this because Pete Dawson's quote is very true. So, and the, the three-step process that you, you discuss, I think it's brilliant. You know, number one, understand the principles. Number two, you know, be able to use the computer as a tool. And number three, the dance between the two. So can you walk us through that, those three steps? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll say the basic understanding or not even basic, the advanced understanding of um, occlusal principles, aesthetic principles, restorative principles, um, you know, that you have to learn. You have to learn that. We get a taste of it in dental school. Most people say they got, you know, almost next to nothing in occlusion in dental school, depending on where you go to school. So that's where taking a course at Panky, taking a course at Dawson, uh, at, at Coise, at Spear, um, there's lots of places to go learn how to do this. I'm, I'm biased because I'm a, a, a Panky faculty. I think we do the best job of that, um, in, not just in the technical piece of it, but how do I implement that in my practice and how do I talk to my team about it and how do I talk to my patients about it and we get into all that. Um, but that that's the baseline. And right. so I'll, I'll assume for the sake of the rest of this conversation, we're already there. We've already got the basic or the advanced understanding of those principles that, that, that makes our dentistry predictable long lasting and fun. <laughs> um, so then the next piece is the, is the digital part of that. And so that's where, so we're going to be doing a course, uh, June, um, was it June 13th? I gave you the dates. I forgot already. Yeah. I think it's June, June 13th through the 15th, 2024. Right. So a year from now, uh, at Panky, John, uh, Cranham and myself are going to be, um, uh, uh, teaching a hands-on and hands-on means you're going to be at the computer. Everybody will have their own laptop and uh, we're going to be going through the steps that you actually have to take to do high-level dentistry on the computer. Um, and so we're going to work through some cases. We'll do some digital design and you'll learn all the buttonology and you'll be able to, you know, fairly quickly actually produce a wax up or do a trial the one of the interesting things we we've been having this argument a little bit of um do you have to know how to do a trial equilibration on stone models before you can learn how to do it in the digital world and we we came to the this, the uh, observation that yes if you're over the age of 40 <laughs> and if you're under the age of 40 no right um, you don't have to in fact, you'll learn it a lot faster on the computer, but very quickly you can tell if a case is equilibratable or not, which is so cool. I mean, in two seconds, you can tell that uh, with a proper mounting and once you look, know how to read the, the thing. But um, uh, so, but then things like even designing a bite splint. Uh, so we can design a bite splint on the computer and then print that on our 3D printer. Best bite splints I've ever made. I mean, I, I've made them by hand with, with powder and liquid, you know, acrylic for 20 whatever years. The digital ones are so good and they drop right in. They fit beautifully. They're right. easy to adjust. Um, 
you don't reline them because they fit so well. I mean, to me, that's kind of almost the proof of the <laughs> the thing with the accuracy of digital is we always reline. I relined every single bytes one I ever made when I made them by hand with acrylic. And now there's because there's no distortion again. It's it's incredible. Um, so you know that's kind of the next layer, and then then the 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 last piece, the 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 marriage of or the dance of how do we put all this together is all right now I've done that and now what so right. so we're you know we're going to talk about how do we how do we take what we've designed on the computer and turn it into something physical that we can bring to the mouth either you're printing uh, shell temps or you're printing overlays uh, for trial smiles or motivational mock-ups as uh, as uh, Chris Coachman calls it or or we're printing models of the design that we can then make a, um, a, a, a Siltec uh, putty matrix that we can put in, uh, temporary uh, material, uh, bisacryl, and just put right on the teeth and do it that way. So there's a lot of ways to do that, but it's it's that step of of taking, going from the real world to the digital, doing all the magic, and then going from the digital world back to the real world, and that's that's the that's the the dance that 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 you got to do, and and you got to learn how to do it. So yeah, and and just like dancing, you don't learn it from a course. You know, you don't watch it in a YouTube video. You kind of got to learn from the best. Then you got to go back and practice it, and then you got to learn from your mistakes, and then you practice it again, and then you practice it again and again and again. I mean, I think in the end, digital dentistry will always make our lives a little bit better, but you can't speed up the learning. And that's been an age old conversation like analog. Do we do analog before we do digital? I mean, where are you at today, given the speed of how fast this is moving? Well, it moves ridiculously fast. I mean, you know, as soon as you get the software and get the hardware, you get a printer, you get whatever, it's already out of date, but it doesn't matter because it still works. Um, and you know, everybody has a computer. They know that, you know, what's the lifespan of a typical computer three to five years. I don't know. Um, and so, you know, maybe this stuff is going to last a little longer, but like, I, I just got a new printer in January. So I'm on my second 3d printer. My first 3d printer still works. It's in the basement of my house. The kids use it to do stuff. And, uh, Allie designed a, um, Mandalorian mask. We printed it in pieces. So it's fun. Um, but I was having trouble with it and that company that, so this is one of the problems in, in the, uh, with emerging markets, I guess, is the, the company that made my first printer, that was an awesome printer. doesn't exist anymore. Company mm. is not there. Uh, so I couldn't get service. I couldn't get support. I couldn't get parts. So that necessitated me getting a new printer. Otherwise it works. So it's, I could still be using it theoretically, but anyway, um, resins are getting better. Like I say, the new splint material is awesome. Um, the, 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 uh, shell crown material is really cool, but the newer thing is, and, and I have not played with these, so I'm not the person to talk about it, but they are, they have resins now that are 50% filled with porcelain and they can be considered final restorations. Wow. Uh, the ADA made some ruling in December that that if it has 50% or more porcelain in it, regardless of how it's made, milled, pressed, printed, it can be considered a final restoration. So that's that's kind of a new thing. And you're going to maybe start seeing more 
printed restorations um, as final, you know, final restorations. Um, I do not, by the way, I should say this, I do not fabricate any of my final restorations in my office. They right. all are made in the lab at CMR in Idaho. And the reason for that is twofold. Uh, number one, I'm not in the business of making, like, like I don't have a production lab in my office. Uh, it's great if I'm doing one restoration at a time, but oftentimes we're working in sections and quadrants or we're doing a full mouth rehab. It, it's just inefficient to do it in my office. Uh, and and they do such a great job of it. And and they're going to, even if they get to the point where they're 3D printing these, they're going to go back and characterize them and put all the details that makes it look like a tooth and not like a restoration right. that I don't have the skill or the time to do. Um, that doesn't mean you couldn't do it in your office, but I, I choose not to. Uh, the, the other piece of the puzzle with that is for me, um, you know, when we're bonding in these restorations, and most of these things are bonded, you know, restorations, you know, you want the tissue to be pristine when you're doing that. Well, the day that you're doing the preps and you're doing the scans and you're placing retraction, um, that tissue is not pristine. So I almost never would want to bond in final restorations the day of prep. So the idea of making it in my office for like a one appointment thing, it doesn't suit me. And I'm I'm usually trying something out in provisionals anyway. So I don't mind the lab making it. I'm not in a hurry to 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 do them in my office. So that's just my own take on that. Love it. I love it. And it's just, you know, you and I are going to continue these conversations over and over again, just so that everybody can start to make sense of this. But any last thoughts? You know, I have like 10 more questions I want to ask you, but I can't keep you all night on this one. But any last thoughts on how do we put all this together so, this, so that we don't screw up people's mouths? And well, I think... Yeah, I, no, I agree. I mean, that's, yeah, how do we not screw up people's mouths? So it's make sure you have a great understanding of the occlusal, restorative, and aesthetic principles that, that are tried and true. You can't skip those. Then figure out where digital works in your world. Again, I think, I think uh, a, a scanning technology is kind of first. Um, working with a lab that's already probably digital, you know, but working with them hand in hand. And then maybe if you're going to get into production in your office, 3D printer is a great way to start. Today, you can get an excellent 3D printer for not a ton of money. Um, my, my new printer, I guess I should shout out for them, is uh, a Nexa 3D, uh, Nexa 3D Zip, X-I-P is the, the, the name of the printer. Um, it's an Israeli company. It's an unbelievable printer. And it's priced right at the same place as a Sprint Ray. Um, I, I, I would tell you that it's, way better but anyway um and then you know and then finding people to support you finding right. people like john cranham and lee culp that are doing doing uh consulting on this like that's what they're doing or or you know or you know finding somebody a mentor i, I i've stressed it so many times on on podcasts is is you know having a mentor that can help you get where you want to get so if this is something you want to do you know find reach out to, to folks that are already doing it, that can, that can help you. Um, but I, yeah, I think, I think that's pretty much it. And then the other piece of the closing remarks is what we talked about before we went live, which is make sure you're working enough days in your office. Wait, wait, explain that one. So, well, you know, yeah, we, we found out that we're, um, 
uh, this year I've just taken a lot more time to teach and to take courses and to do other things and some vacationing. Um, and it's uh, showing. Uh, it never seemed to affect me much, but when it's enough time out of the office in any given quarter, uh, like you said, Nick was finding that he <laughs> he wasn't there. He wasn't making enough contacts so that the next month there wasn't much on the schedule. So, yeah, got to got to work that out. Um, That's another podcast that I'd love to do is actually creating the mathematical formula that fits you best as a restorative dentist. Not only that, but then how do we reverse engineer it into a week, into a month. And let me give you a little glimpse. Another dentist, same conversation, um, but another dentist, she was a coisminer, now retired. She loved to go to Italy for the month of March, I think it uh -huh. was. And so she only worked like eight days. And so she had this really cool, simple formula. I will hold everybody in curiosity for that. But she said the exact same thing. You know, if you're a single doc, you have to figure this out, how many touches you need to make in order for you to be able to keep cases moving along. They knew she knew the number of cases. John and I have had that conversation, so we're not going to tell anybody, but but it's not 30. Do you know what I mean? Right. Make up the balance of what you would normally produce and collect in a month or the months ahead. And um, I would love to do that one with you. How's that? Well, we'll come back and do it. We can have our, our talk because uh, in two weeks, we're going to um, Spain and Italy. <laughs> <laughs> you know so, what? Hey, I'll tell I'm you about it when phone. I get back. I did not get a text inviting me along on that trip. So what's up? Where are you going? You should, uh, we're flying to Barcelona. Did I say it right? Barcelona. That's um, awesome. We're flying to Barcelona. We'll have two days there. Then we'll get on a cruise ship and we'll go to um valencia ibiza portofino corsica florence wow rome i might have left something out anyway something you know, like that all right so you're gonna have to see what's really cool is when you create the practice of your dreams and you've got a clear vision you can take your time off and do fun stuff and your practice this is the most time i've this will be the most time i've taken off at one time all right. That's uh, for that. that we're going to have another conversation on that. So, okay. One more thing before yeah. we close, I want you to, to share, what is this course that you mentioned? So on June 13th through the 15th, 2024, you and Cranham are going to do a, John Cranham are going to do a great course at the Banking Institute. What is it? Uh, di digital digital design, uh, dentistry, hands-on. Every participant will have a laptop in front of them loaded with the software to do design of you know, wax up, smile design, occlusal analysis, splint design. And um, I, I think we're going to print stuff. They've got printers down there. Uh, we'll probably print stuff. It, it's it's a three-day course, so I'm not a hunt. We don't, I don't have it nailed down yet. We have a year, but basically that. But you'll learn all the buttonology. You'll learn all the steps um, of, of doing that with keeping all those principles in mind. All right. So yeah. if you guys aren't taking notes, you know, the jam here, we got notes. We're taking notes for you. So if you flip up to the notes page and Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you're consuming this podcast, you're going to see a link to all the things that Darren and I chatted about and a link to the course. I'm going to highly encourage you to register because those are super, super cool human beings. You have a lot of fun and your brain will be like, overloaded with great information and great tips. So thank you so much for being on brother. I really appreciate you. 
Thank you. I appreciate you and everything you do for our profession and uh, for this world. You make it a better place. Well, feeling is mutual, my friend. So stick around while we say goodbye to everybody. But I can't even talk today. It's been one of those days. Do you need another coffee, sir? I know. No, it's the end of the day. So this um, is when I have my coffee. I can't have coffee in the morning. It makes me shake. I know. My wife's coming to pick me up and we're going to have a nice dinner. So I'm going to have... Something other than coffee. How's that? So uh, it'll be great. So thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. Hey, super grateful. I love doing this. We're going to keep doing it forever and ever and ever and ever. And bringing you great speakers, great thinkers, great teachers. So if you enjoyed today, do us a favor, hit the share button, share this with your friends, because I'm going to keep bringing it until you guys have a better practice and a better life and even beyond. So until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.